Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Foundation Phase series of the Tar Heel Prescription, a student-run podcast here at the UNC School of Medicine. I'm your co-host, and my name is Abdul. And I'm your other co-host. My name is Peter, and today we are going to talk about the special something that has been our greatest ally, especially in the last two years, the immune system. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Dr. Bill Horn, one of the co-directors of the Immunology Block and Foundation Phase, along with Dr. Marsha Hobb. Dr. Bill Horn, thank you so much for being here. If you would, please tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do here at UNC. Sure. <clears throat> and I'll certainly expand on this. Um, tomorrow is the first day of the course, so we will then. But um, I'm Tom Bellhorn from... Um, I am in pediatric infectious disease officially as my department division. I'm an active clinician. I did long ago, got my PhD here in microbiology and immunology and have a variety of activities, um, especially clinical, but also clinical research. I'm administrative and I enjoy teaching tremendously. So I will be anxious to see folks bright and early tomorrow morning. Dr. Bellhorn, we are so happy to have you as our guest today and diving right in. The immunology block is the first systems block that first-year students at UNC see in medical school. What should students expect with the transition from principles of medicine to immunology? How should they prepare? So when you say um, sometimes it's an organ blocker called that and people roll their eyes, it's like, okay, it's not cardiology, cardiovascular, renal, these, but it really is an organ block because the main difference now going from principles to immunology is there's a theme and everything is directed around study of the immune system. And it is rather complex, but it is um, all the uh, learning, the activities are all geared towards a better understanding of this. Um, preparation is a little bit challenging because there's a wide variety of learners because I, it seems like every year there's always someone who has their PhD in immunology, fantastic, but many people have never studied immunology. So it's always a little bit of a challenge, but I would say just good preparation in advance. It's also really learning the language of immunology, plus since this is the first of the organ blocks per se, a lot more clinical. And I have known that for years that I have feel the burden on my shoulders to teach you a little bit more about the language of clinical medicine. And so there's a lot of new words, new vocabulary and um, systems, but just good preparation. Having been through the block ourselves now, we can say that the immune system was quite a complex organ. In other words, there are a lot of moving pieces and details to learn. Can you tell us more about how the block is organized in terms of teaching students about this intricate system? Sure. It, and in a way, I almost find it easier in some of my other activities to teach microbiology or some of the other organs because it is challenging. And it's also one of the organ systems or um, aspects of clinical medicine that has um, is advancing at the most rapid phase. In fact, you at the end of this course in, for medical school will know more than many of your residents and certainly your peers because just some things are so out of date. But you have to start with the basics. And so we try to do that in the first two weeks. And I say two weeks is really about six days or so to learn um, all the parts of the organs, the cells, the molecules, how they fit together. But to introduce you, if you have not studied much about T cells, B cells, all of these, and then the bigger challenge, how to put it together. But um, so the first two weeks are that. The last two weeks are a little bit more clinical. We're still learning certainly some basic science, but we talk about things that alter the immune system from vaccines, immunosuppressants to um, HIV, one of my favorites, um, to so many different um, aspects of that. 
and also to try to stress that there are so many good things about the immune system. And some people think, oh, it's always good. No, we're going to get into all the negative aspects that the immune system can cause disease processes. So. so in this block, students start to see more microbiology, pathophysiology, histology, pharmacology, all these different types of things. How should students go about learning these coils in the context of a systems or organ-based block? So it is nice in an organ-based block is that everything is supposed to be integrated and fit together. So they are separate learning activities. There you will have separate histo um, labs. Uh, you will have um, pharmacology by Dr. Fiordalisi, a couple um, different ones, and then microbiology. And I teach a fair amount of that. But we make a big effort to try to coordinate it. So it's all related content. And I will bring up in the lectures and PowerPoints and discussions many of the things that you've learned in histology and the immunosuppressants. Um, so everything's scheduled so that they, in theory, fit together. We do our best. More generally speaking, how should students go about studying for this block in terms of balancing lectures, small group materials, and third-party resources? Um, are there any specific resources you would recommend for learning certain topics that are particularly granular, um, such as the complement system and the cytokines, of course. So I'm smiling because I should turn the microphone to all of you because you are better expert at this. Every year, I ask all the students during the block, and then we get comments afterwards about what are the most valuable and how they studied. And um, you may know by now, but everyone learns differently. And I have had people that say, oh, they really rely on the PowerPoints, which I'm okay with. Some, surprisingly, not that many or fewer, say they love the syllabus or they love really reading the chapter in the book. And I usually say if it's um, certain topics that you are harder to grasp, that going to the syllabus or going to the book are advantageous. Third-party sources, great. Um, I have, I always get first aid book and various other things. Slight caution in that the testing for immunologic block is really based on the content that we present in lectures, small groups, etc. And I say that, that sounds silly, but if you look in first aid, there are some topics that are in the, quote, immunology chapter that we actually cover in hematology here. And vice versa, like HIV, some of the other things are actually covered in um, a different section, microbiology or even some pathology, so it's not in the immunology block. And then I always say, I peruse every year YouTube videos to see which are good ones. Just beware, they're not always accurate, um, but they're sometimes good to, you know, try to find other sources. So I would talk to your trusty second year folks. And a quick follow-up question on that. What are some of the high-yield topics for this block? So some of it will make sense. And I, um, I always share with people, I've taken more than my share of immunology tests in my, <laughs> in my lifetime. Um, and there are some things that always come up, but basic immunology topics. You have to have down innate um, adaptive immunity, neutrophil function, um, T cells, B cells. And then I choose my cases on purpose because I know that every immunology test, you're going to have a question on oxidative burst and CGD or some of these on DeGeorge syndrome or some, I just know the things with primary immune deficiencies that come up in tests. And so those are probably the highest yield, but we'll talk, you know, certainly during the course about the things that I want to emphasize. In your experience, where do you think students struggle the most in this block? Or are there any topics in immunology that students will need to spend more time on or learn in a different way to absorb them better? 
usually the first two weeks. Um, just the complexity of the basic science of immunology, putting all the systems, because you have to teach them separately about aspects of innate immunity, neutrophils, T cells, B cells. But then we try, but it's hard sometimes to understand how they fit together and work. And we try every year to do a better job at that. But that's always sometimes reviewing things in, you know, in the book or other things help with those. But those are usually the ones that do. Now, some people get anxious at the beginning about um, clinical aspects. And I try to put them at ease to say, I, I, I have to teach so much clinical medicine, but the emphasis is on immunology. But, um, you know, we will talk through that in, during the course, too. Switching gears a little bit, this is the first block where MS1s are exposed to patient presentations, and we still remember the guests that you brought in last year and how memorable of an experience that was. Can you tell us more about what these patient presentations are and how MS1s can make the most of these humbling experiences? So I'm biased because I'm a clinician as well as basic science person, but um, I learn things much better when things are in a clinical context, and we can only teach you so much in the, in the lecture hall, in small groups. But, you know, I wish I could, you know, we could have all lectures in the morning and all that, but then take you over to the clinics or various things every afternoon because you're really meeting a patient, you know, really helps with understanding diseases. And then there's so much more to medicine, as I know you guys already know, that, you know, is the intangible things, but just things like compassion, patient interactions and things like that. And I'm happy to say the same patient that came to see you guys last year is coming again. She was excited, even though she has two jobs, she has put it in her schedule to come because she enjoys, you know, has enjoyed the past couple of years coming. And so um, I'll say it during the block, but um, I have it near the end of the block. In fact, the last day of class. And it's more just to remind you why you're here. Um, you know, and I think it's just very helpful. And um, she could talk the entire hour, so you don't, but if you have um, questions relating to HIV or any patient aspects or patient provider interactions, um, she is always willing to answer them, so. We remember that HIV is a topic that you are very passionate about, um, as you mentioned earlier. Um, could you give folks a preview of this subject and also comment on whether the students will see any lectures about COVID-19 this block as well? Sure. Well, one of my problems, I have probably too many passions, but HIV is one of them. I'm um, head of the pediatric adolescent HIV program here, and so I'm the sole, actually, peds HIV provider. Um, but, and I have lived through this from 1990, beginning of my fellowship through now, so I've seen the evolution of this. But, um, yes, I have a lot of passions. We, um, it'll be different this year compared with your block because Dr. Fordalisi is stepping in at my asking a request to actually give a separate lecture on antiretrovirals, but that'll be right in the middle. So I'll start out with usual things for um, what is HIV structure, replication, but then he will, starting that Wednesday morning, talk about antiretrovirals, but then I'll come back with more use, clinical use, diagnosis, and really more clinical care, but also an aspect of opportunistic infection. So the whole gamut with that. That's exciting to hear. And on a more fun note, we know that stress is one of the worst toxins for our body, and getting an inadequate amount of sleep does not do us any favors either. Thank God we're going into medicine, right? And what are some things that every individual can do to nurture the health of their immune system and promote wellness both mentally and physically? Well, I hope you're not implying that immunology block will be stressful, but um, of course it, <laughs> it might be. We will deal with this. We will talk about it quite a bit. 
But um, and I think I know one thing you're alluding to that I'm going to say for tomorrow for the class that there's um, certain antioxidants that I think are very helpful. But I'll tell the class about that. Um, but I on a true general note, I always tell students I'm with or residents or fellows that um, wellness is priority and you have to have a life outside the hospital or a life outside of medical school. And I love one of my past program directors had a big F on her door. And it meant for, she said, there are always five Fs, um, family, friends, faith, fitness, and fun. And she said, you have to take time. And even though it's a stressful time, if the exam is the next day, yeah, you're not having. But family is so important. And I'll probably share a little bit of my story during the block. But, you know, my wife, we met in med school. We got married in med school. And she's now a rheumatologist. But, you know, we've geared our lives to we have to have, you know, we're I think we're doing something right because this coming year will be 37 years of marriage. So we're doing mm -hmm. great. Congratulations. With that, thanks. And, um, you know, we have great kids that we had our first one during med school, second during residency. But, you know, I've, I've changed career paths and various things because it's your life is a priority. You know, medicine, yes, I love, I have passions, but I wanted to be my son's basketball coach. I wanted to go to that father-daughter dance, various other things. And so, you know, you need all the things, whatever is your passion needs to continue during, during med school for you to be happy and healthy. Along with chocolates as well? Yes, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I think these are all the questions that we have for you today. Um, we would like to open it up if you have anything else that you would like to add, any thoughts or insights um, about immunology or medical school in general um, that you would like to share with us. All I'd say for, and we'll, you know, I'll give the intro tomorrow and various things will come up. But um, the only thing is I'm a pediatrician. Pediatricians you'll find are the nicest people. Um, I don't bite. Some of my patients might try, but, um, you know, it's not a problem for that. But um, I find some students are hesitant to come forth to the faculty or me with questions. We will have two TAs again this year, which is great. But um, I encourage, um, I am yours from tomorrow until September 21st, I think it is or so. Um, I love to get emails and because sometimes, and I can see the appreciation if, you know, you're struggling with something, I can sometimes write it or I can give you a call or something and talk it through and phrase it differently so that you understand a topic. So please reach out. I am here for you. My colleagues know this. I'm off the clinical service, um, you know, from now they cover my duties. Um, my wife knows this, everybody. And so, you know, um, please reach out if there are some things I can help with. I'm a great listener. And even if it's not immunology based, if you're having too much stress, let's talk about it. So, but I look forward to starting the block. Yeah. And for the MS ones listening, I can vouch for that. We, we loved attending the office hours you had and, and listening to if we had questions or listening to great stories about immunology in general and, um, and your career. So it, it do it. And the chocolates. That's true. <laughs> it's definitely getting real now. And I think this is a great way to end the episode. Dr. Bellhorn, thank you so much for giving us your time and wisdom today. I'm sure the students are looking forward to their first organ block of medical school, as well as some pick-me-up antioxidants at lectures. To our listeners, that was Dr. Tom Bellhorn and a little snapshot into the immunology block of first year. My name is Abdul. And my name is Peter. Thank you for tuning in today, and we will see you next time on the Tar Heel Prescription. 